On this week's episode of A Slice of Golf, Chris is back and he's back in one piece. We dig into whether Ricky's ever likely to make the heroic comeback we all want to see and we reveal the top five golf experiences sat on top of our bucket list. As ever, this show is brought to you by me, Ben Fowlis. Me, Tim Williams. And myself, Chris Wright. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, ladies and gentlemen, wherever you are tuning in. Um, welcome to another episode of A Slice of Golf with me and the chaps. I know at least one of us has been back out this weekend. It's probably not who you expect it is after, well, if you didn't listen to last week. Um, chaps, how are we doing? Tim, how is the new house doing, buddy? Yeah, it was. it's all good. I was saying to the, the fellows just before we started recording that Basically, all my spare time is currently either in B&Q or Googling how to do DIY um, with a variety of success. Um, I'll, I'll stress. I mean, I'm not going to go into the details, but um, I probably need to get an electrician in is where I'll leave it <laughs> for the time being. Um, but, but in the midst of all of that, I'm very happy to report that I have hit golf balls in the last seven days. So I'm happy to report that. Same ones or real ones? Real, full-on, hundred balls down the range. Okay, amazing. At a new range. Oh, okay. Where have you gone? So there is a driving range set up, uh, which is now beautifully an eight-minute drive from my house, uh, oh, which is both joyous and incredibly dangerous. Um, so I'm now going to the the Oaks um, in between Carshalton and Banstead. Um, okay. I think they've actually updated their driving range setup in the last 12 months as well. So we're talking uh, newish bays. Uh, you've got um, Top Tracer in, I think, about 10 of the bays. So, of course, it was only fair that I went down there just to scope out the facilities and uh, take 100 balls on Sunday morning. Um, went surprisingly well. I had absolutely no... I'd rock bottom expectations having not hit a golf ball for, I think, five, potentially, yeah, maybe five weeks coming in. So, I, you know, I was dri driving down thinking, you know what? It's not going to be great today. No expectations. Maybe spend a lot, uh, maybe spend the first half of it doing kind of pitching and chipping and, you know, working on that kind of uh, the chipping shot I was talking about the other week. Um did, I literally did that for about 10 balls. And then that was actually going okay. So I thought, right, let's just let's just take this on. Nine iron out of the bag. Let's just see what I'm dealing with here. It's almost like a, it felt like it was like a car mechanic getting under the bonnet, being like, right, what are we actually dealing with? What's gonna be what's gonna be the fault that I need to fix today? And actually, you know what? First nine iron I hit, dead straight, 143 yards, which is you know. That's pretty much my nine-nine distance, um, and I was like, "Well, that's very satisfying." And yeah, continue to hit a few irons, all going quite well. Kind of doing all the same mechanics I was doing. Yeah, you said last time that you could guarantee us your first three shots would be shank, thin, top. Were were they those three or what? So um, before I went to the nine-nine, I did. So I always do hit some, uh, some sand wedges just always. It's kind of my default club that I just kind of swing and hit some balls just to almost get the kind of the movement trains in. So first, first sand wedge I hit when 92 yards, I was like, yep, 
forwards. That's pretty much my distance. Yeah, all forwards, right, right. direction, <laughs> yeah. um, which was joyous. And then the second one, I kind of, you know, when you hit it, you're like, I've either caught that absolutely flush, or something's, or or it's a bit thin. It's just something doesn't feel quite right with it. And I sort of, I didn't really, I couldn't really, I didn't really trace it with my eyes very well. So I looked back at the. Um, at the screen on top pro tracer and i was like yes to confirm that was a it was must have been thin because it was like probably about <laughs> half the height that my uh sandwich would normally go and it went to about 120 yards Lovely. So, yeah. just, nice. Nice. Um, so no there was there was the obligatory thin i called it i said it was going to happen it always happens first time i'm back after a while i mean as far as bad shots go if you're coming back after five six weeks of not hitting if you're kind of catching your sandwich thin and it's still flying 120 then to be honest that's the that's the bad shot i'd kind of rather have if i was going to take anything um because it's going forward and in the air and, <laughs> yes. it's, and, it's, and it's got some distance on it so yeah. um it was good um so yeah quite satisfying and then ended up playing nine holes virtually of course of um Tory Pines. Just oh, lovely. Yeah, pretty good. <laughs> so I had to say my constructive practice didn't really happen. It was more a case of, oh, it's just fun to hit golf balls again, isn't it? I think that's probably wise after five weeks off, though, because I feel like you try and get any proper practice in and it's it's, it's not likely to, to be excellent. A uh, question I had written down to ask you, have you um, thinned any golf balls through the neighbour's fence yet? Or are we still still on the on the foam golf balls nothing other than the foam balls will be hit in my back garden <laughs> my just imagine the little nudges around yeah. uh mr Wright, how is the back first of all secondly you're back out on the course aren't you i'm back baby i'm back i'm so excited <laughs> i am i have to admit pleasantly surprised because i did think I didn't say this last week, but I did expect us to be coming on the show today and you being like, I can't move. On a zipper frame. Back. Yeah. yeah. I was expecting that because uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's been quite a small gap between I'm in pain to I'm actually, I'm good. I'm playing. So, uh, yeah, I, I actually, I, I actually still don't think I'm totally out of pain. Uh, but I think the, the osteopath gave me the, the all clear last week to hit balls. Because he basically said, it's not an acute injury anymore. You recovered from the acute injury. We're now dealing with movement pattern issues, muscular-like stuff that, yes, we will need to fix, but it, I don't want this to stop. I don't want to just not play sport until we've corrected everything that's been building up over the last eight years or whatever, because it's not going to be a, <laughs> it takes a long time to get rid of. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So he was like, you're past the acute phase now. Um, or he was just like, obviously, start sensible if – if you you know you're starting with your shorter clubs, your wedges, and you're okay, like then progress on. And if it feels uncomfortable, stop. Um, so I went to the range on Friday. Thought, okay, right, I can't just had the Sunday red day on Sunday, and I was like, right, I can't just go in there. I've not hit a ball for I think this is week eight that we've now reached, and very solid warm up. <laughs> like it was a very solid warm up. Then went probably the first thirty to forty balls were little dinky wedges just kind of like getting through the motion just kind of building up and i was like okay i feel okay uh, i think the thing with the biggest issue for me was trying to hit 100 balls in an hour so and i knew that would be an issue it was more just getting into the posture continually i was like so i'm not going to do that so i just kind of took my time with it probably hit 
uh, and luckily may or may not have gone over my hour mark at Pine Ridge, but they don't seem too phased by that. Uh, started hitting the seven iron, six iron, five iron. I was like, okay, I feel all right. Hit a couple of drives, didn't hit many, probably hit 10 total. Uh, all of them, and I'm not joking, all of them, big, big, big snap hooks. Oh, no. Uh, wow. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, okay, uh, this doesn't bode too well for the weekend, but I was like, I'm not in pain. So I was like, okay, and I think I hit one crack. No, Tim, you, you make me laugh because it was obviously because we were talking about Tory Pines because I also started playing the front nine of Tory Pines on Top Tracer. Um, I think I played four or five holes and then I was like, okay, cool, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to call it a day. No issues with the back. Uh, Friday evening it was a bit sore and uncomfortable. Saturday fine. Uh, so yeah, like overall I was like, okay, I'm confident backwise playing on Sunday. Didn't do a proper warm up on Sunday. You know, with like, the golf days, it's kind of like right, meeting everybody, greeting everybody. Don't get a chance to go and, and warm up. However, Tim, you'll love this one. Get there, and I'll tell you where we were in a minute. So, is there a range that we can warm up? They're like, yeah, there is a range. Uh, it's uh, you have to use your own balls and go and collect them, though. <laughs> <laughs> your own balls, not even yeah, balls. Like, <laughs> like, this is this is ridiculous. I was like, I like, but and the the I think they said something like the range is only 170 yards. So I'm like, I'm not hitting 170 yards and walking after and go getting my ball and walking back and hitting another one. I'm like, it's just not going to happen. So, no. uh, I will not be doing that. Uh, do, do you want me to go to the round, the, the recap of Sunday? Should I do that now? Yes. Yes. So it was a last minute golf day, mainly because I'd been given the all clear to play golf. So I uh, arranged last minute uh, golf day for Sunday red. We got 12 of us out in the end and uh, we were due rain all day. And I think we had one moment of drizzle. The rest of it, I'm not joking. Me and Ben would have, well, I did need sun cream. Ben, you definitely would have needed sun cream. Uh, and it was absolutely wonderful. Place called Nizel's Golf Club, which I've never heard of before. <laughs> when and you send that through, all I could just imagine was just Snoop Dogg just saying, come down to Nizzles. And <laughs> 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 uh, I can't believe I haven't heard of it because it's right in our in that gap of Kent where us lot used to meet between, you know, you in London, Ben and everyone else around in Surrey. So it's round by that the Chelsfield. It's in a place called. It's in Seven Oaks. I'm not joking. Wonderful, wonderful golf course. I genuinely cannot believe we haven't heard of it. And the um, the course was dead quiet. Like it, there was, uh, we played Sunday afternoon, but there was. We, I I saw maybe two other groups out there. Uh, really good value course. Course was in cracking condition. Nice. Like really, really, really good condition. Just confirm the spelling of spelling of it, Chris, for me. N N I Z E L S. The the I was only just, I was hoping then you you tried a Snoop Dogg accent to spell that out <laughs> uh, slightly. I don't know. I'm really disappointed you I, didn't. I do have the 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 only potential negative, and I say potential is I reckon it could get quite boggy. So I don't reckon it's a winter course because there was, I know we've had a lot of rain the last week, but there were a few areas where I was like, mm, it's a bit wet underfoot. And if I'm being, and I'm being really picky here because it was only that kind of bogginess in areas that you really shouldn't be anyway. So I was like, 
way off into the rough. And I'm like, oh, it's a bit boggy around here. I'm like, but I shouldn't really be here anyway. So I'm not really going to call too much on this. I, I We 100% have to go back there and play. Awesome. Uh, us, uh, we have to get our group out there and go. It is. I mean, it, for everyone's benefit, what's the price? What are we talking? For so you're, I think depending on what time you tee off, etc. I think if you went twilight, you could probably get, I want to say 25 quidish. Um, I don't know if you can play Saturday or Sunday morning. And then you're up to sort of the, I think the top end would have been 45. We I, we had the golf day with 45, including prizes. So um, we, we added a little bit for prizes, etc. So well within our... So this, this wasn't one of the golf clubs that um, employed the society tax. This was one of the golf clubs that wanted you there. <laughs> but, right. but I think if you, uh, I think that I want to say that they, this same sort of principle as lots of golf clubs do. If you go as a one ball, I can't remember what the, the, the green fee is, but you wouldn't, it would be out of our budget. But as long as we went as a four ball, it would come down into that 40, 35, 40 range, I think, depending on the time that you play. Um, but I don't think you could play Saturday or Sunday morning was the impression I got, but that's right. fairly standard. But yeah, I, I, no, all 12 people that were there, none of us had heard of it before. None of us had played there. And they're people from Kent there. And they're like, nope, not, never been here before. Honestly, wonderful golf ball. Wonderful golf nice. course. Really good track. Nice. Um, it's, this is going to sound really silly, but you know, in like the fairways, and again, I know we've had rain, so that's probably helped, but everything was just lush green. Like everything was just green. The fairways were like that nice spongy, like it was just, no. oh, it was just lovely. Uh, helped by the fact that uh, I've scored 37 points and come second. So. Oh, <laughs> wow. Holy shit. <laughs> wow. Uh, so yeah, really, really, really good day. I, I, how, what, how do I talk this through? I almost got an eagle. That was a, that was a super exciting moment. Oh, one thing about this course, it's one of the hilliest courses I've ever played. And I swear to God, you're only ever going up, up. Like there's no, there's never a down. It's <laughs> up the whole way around the 18 holes. Wait, 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 wait. Let me get this straight. So yeah. this is your first round of golf in how many months? How many weeks? At least a round of golf, maybe yeah. nine, 10 weeks. Okay. So nine, 10 weeks of not playing around, effectively hiking up a golf course from the sounds of it. Yeah, and you just turn up and shot thirty-seven. What were you? If you don't mind me asking, what do you know? What you were in stroke play? I do. Hang on, I can get this for you. Uh, I was. I think I was eighty. Can't you say listeners have pinged us before for saying points and not stroke play? Yeah, I think I was eighty-seven strokes. Okay. Was, I, the course gave you extra shots. Everyone got at least two extra shots. It was, I think it was a relatively tough course. Um, eighty-eight. Sorry, eighty-eight. Um, Ten weeks off, and he shoots an eighty-eight. Yeah, I. I so the, let me talk you through this the par five because it was. It's this. There's lots of dog legs, and I. There's lots of moments where there's a few blind shots, and because none of us had ever played there, you're kind of looking at it, and people were looking at their apps, going, "Okay, so it goes around to the left," or they're looking, you know, they're looking at their watch, they go, "It goes around to the left," but you're like, not quite sure how far it goes around to the left. Yeah. So like, there were a few moments where people have got they picked the line, they've hit the line, and then you get up there and you're like, ah. Not the right line. To be fair to the group, there was a few, a few of those that were going on. Um, but yeah, I can't remember what the, the hole was. Par five, uphill. I can tell you what the hole was in a minute. And there's, I took a tiger line intentionally, 
didn't quite come off, but not in like deep, deep rough, manageable. Took a three high bridge, absolutely nuked it up the hill and was like, okay, that's given me a little bit of space. Still on the left, still in the rough. Had about seven, 70 yards left. And one of the guys in my group from about 100 yards had just hit his wedge in. And I'm not joking, he put it to about, I don't know, two feet. It was a wonderful shot. I watched it, it was like, yeah, okay, that's he's 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 loving life over there. He walks up, he's on the green. I just hit a little a little flick of a wedge, and when I hit it, I thought, "Hmm, I've hit that really nicely." That's exactly what I wanted to do, and I looked at it like that's online. And even the guy on the green went, "That's a good shot," and then it bounced. And he went, "That's really fucking good." And then the second <laughs> bounce hit the pin, and it stopped a millimeter away from the oh. hole. Just... <laughs> it was like, "Oh, it could have been eagle time." <laughs> Uh, so I walked off with a birdie, which a tap-in birdie. So I was obviously a little bit glad I didn't get the eagle. But, disappointed um, to walk off with a birdie after 10 weeks off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But that is, it was just that moment of, that's going, that's going close. And then it just bounced one, two, hit the pin. I was like, ah, drop. No, it didn't drop. But uh, yeah, what, yeah, really, really good. Closest to the pinhole was hilarious. This is one of the holes that is downhill. You're standing on the tee, the tee that's the 16th. Standing on tee, but really enclosed by trees. It's a good, it, I reckon, 30-yard drop. Like, it's a significant drop down. And it's 130 yards. Not long. And they said, we'll do this as the closest to the pin. It's a bit of a tough hole. Okay. We're in the last group. We get there. The the little sign for closest to the pin, still off at the side of the green. No one's hit the green yet. I'm like, it's 130 yards downhill. How could, how difficult can this be? And it uh, turns out, uh, quite... So you're there and they're just, the wind was in your face, like really strong in your face. And you're like, okay. But then you look at the flag and there's no wind around the flag. Like the flag was just dropped down. And you're like, what, what do I do here? Like, what is, what is the play? And uh guy, one of the guys went first and he, he was like, yeah. He's like, I think this is at least two extra clubs. I was like, no, it's that much downhill. Like you can't be hitting. Like, I was already thinking at least one club less maybe then come back up to the club you were thinking for that distance with the wind. I was like, but not too extra. He went seven iron and drilled a low, a low one and ended up, I reckon, pin high, but just off the green. I thought, no way. I was like, this is ridiculous. So I just went, I went eight iron. Yep, really short. Um, didn't get anywhere near. And I hit it quite well. And then the guy who last in the group, last one to play, Tim, I think he went six iron, little punchy one, kept it out of the wind and just landed it on the green and happy days took closest to the pin. But, you know, when you look at hole and you're like, this shouldn't be that difficult. This just, how 12 of us not hit, or 11 of us didn't hit the green. I mean, that's really poor. But yeah, really, uh, really tough. Course made you think, oh, we're 100% going back. Yeah, I was going to say, it sounds like everything you've said so far, I think it sounds like we absolutely need to make a trip there. It, it, like it. It, for the again value wise i know look, obviously people have played nicer courses because you know there are more expensive courses in our bracket in our value range if you ask me to play the chelsea's or the birchwoods this in the same bracket tops it without a doubt nice. better than pine ridge etc in my opinion although i that comes with the caveat of i imagine it is a summer course i don't imagine yeah. it plays well in the winter i imagine Notable shout out to who won? Who beat you? Uh, guy called Dan Tully uh, won, and I'm not. I was watching the leaderboard as we were playing. So, so my front nine. Can I see points on this? 
front nine. So I scored 21 points on the back nine. I hit a five over back nine. So I'm really pleased with that. Nice. Uh, I only won on count back. So uh, par, par the last. And the last one, I drained a monster putt for the par. Otherwise, I definitely would have come third. Uh, Dan Tully, after six holes, I looked at the leaderboard. He was on 18 points. Cool. And I thought, good God, that's that's three points a hole. I then looked after eight holes, and he was still on 18 points. So obviously, <laughs> I had a couple of, <laughs> a couple of blobs there. Um, but he ended up on 38 points. He went on 38 points and was just obviously having a really, really solid day by the sounds of it. So well done. Well done him on taking the win, for sure. It's, it, I, honestly... I'm surprised I've come off with 37 points. It was it's a t- it's not an easy course. It's a, there's water. Yeah, you know, there was one moment where I was we were on the tee box looking down the hill, and it just screams out for a lovely little par four, lovely little fade, dog leg right. But as you kind of come over, like it's it is driver, but driver could put you in a little bit of trouble. So I took driver, obviously. And <laughs> lovely little fade round to the right. And then you've probably got another, I don't know, 140 yards shot in to the green over water, really well protected green. Uh, both the other guys tee off, lovely little fades, intentional or not, don't know, but lovely. And I got I stood up, thought, right, lovely little fade, lovely little fade, lovely little fade, hit it, snap hook left. I'm like, oh shit, I've now made the, the hole about 200 yards longer than it needs to be. This is ridiculous. Uh, safe to say, I did not par, did not par. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I, I, yeah, everything was just really, really good, and I would 100% be going back. Well, um, that's that's absolutely sold it. We need to get back there and fairly sharpish when the weather sharpens yeah. up. Yeah, we the greens, the greens were so quick, quick, lovely, really nice. You know, when you're like quick, but you enjoy putting on them because you can see the line. Like, if I hit that yeah. line, I know it's going to be, I know it's going to be good. I love, love, love putting on quick greens, providing they're just consistent. Every green is the same. Yeah. She get used to it for that first part, and it just stays kind of the same all day. Yeah. Right, good. Um, update from me. I had a bit of a stinker uh, on the golf front. We, we were due to go to driving range Thursday, due to play on the Saturday. Threat of thunder um, for Saturday. We were due thunder and lightning for like the five hours of like the four that we were supposed to be on the golf course. So we preemptively cancelled it. Um, it obviously then didn't thunder and only rained for about 10 minutes. So missed out on that, unfortunately. But we, we figured that was a sensible decision at the time. Uh, Thursday night, I was supposed to go to drive range, which I duly did. But I had an absolute monster of a training session. It was there. I hit three personal best during the day. So I was like, this is, this is brilliant. I was charged. Problem is, when you do that, you're absolutely shagged. So I got to a driver range and was stiff as a board, could barely move, and had a, a, a an awful range session. Um, and then called up the golf shop guy that's fixing my my gut driver, and uh, this the, the shaft still isn't in. So oh. real good, nice triple threat week for for me. Um, could be a few weeks as well. So as much as I was hoping I'd get the driver back, a couple of weeks we're we're already at three. Um, with at least two to three more um, because apparently ping and, and the golfing world are manufacturers and, and not manufacturing at the moment or well, they can't get them in. That about runs out for me. Um, so, anyway, no golf, so no golf then for you in the end, basically? No, I mean, went to the range, but it was one of those left with like 40 balls to go. I was just like, oh, you know, today it's just, it's just not, it's just not my day. So let's not just go. I'm, I'm pretty shattered. That's, that's pretty good. Um, 
and then and then, yeah so, so we're back so, wait 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 did you so you stepped away from the balls that you had left yeah good 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 willpower because yeah. most, most of us don't do that no, I think, I think the thing is as well, it's like I was getting towards the end of it and because I had trained so well during the day, I knew I was just fucking knackered. So like even just yeah. in the warm-up, I felt laboured and fatigued and I just straight away was like, it's just, it's just not going to be a, a great session. So um, finished what I was, was planning to work on really early and then just hit probably like 40 or 50 wedges, um, just like working on different distances. And then at that point, was like, ah, I think I'm done. Go on, Tim. Before I forget, I, can, I, don't, know, I don't know how... This slipped my mind when I was talking about my trip to the driving range, and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna describe the gentleman who was doing this because he was obviously kind of trying his best, but having a a, t- a tough old day at the office. We've all, I'm sure, been at the driving range when, and this doesn't happen very often, but when it does happen, it's shit scary when somebody absolutely skies their driver and it cannons into the roof of the range. Oh, you ever experienced this? Yeah. Terrifying. Bad, yeah. Absolutely terrifying. What's more terrifying than that? When it happens four times and the fella is in the bay next to you. Because I was I was on edge. How, was on how does this even happen? How? Just yeah. up way too high. Just that's all I can think of was that he was tearing it so high he was just nuking it literally into the roof, this corrugated iron roof, which then pings around. Rast- it was honestly like, I thought it was like in a After three, I'd have turned around and been like, you would think. I'm, I'm a bit worried. It, have you just got this tea? I'd, I'd be questioning after three. I'm not sure I'd let it get to four. Well, I just think yeah. like after t- if I myself had done that after two, I yeah. would be like, mm, there's probably something I'm doing wrong here. <laughs> Somebody <laughs> would just need to I'm just more. stop hitting that. I'm going to stop hitting yeah. that club. I yeah. mean, there was one where it did actually come back behind him and, and literally, I'm not joking, rolled down the back of the range. I was like, <laughs> I mean, I, I'll be honest, I've definitely done that before. <laughs> I've definitely been there. <laughs> I was just like, I, just, I mean, I've, I've never felt so on edge at a driving range. That, that, that's not ideal practice scenario, sure. And I'm practice also, under pressure. Yeah, I'm, I'm not surprised you were on edge. I mean, you, you hear it, you see it the first time. You're like, oh, that's quite funny. Second time, you're like, right, I'm a little bit concerned now. But you, you'd assume that most people nip back in the bud right there and then not, not proceed to do it twice more. But I just get concerned because it could be like a pinball machine. I, I have no idea where that ball's going to yeah, go. If it, catches, yeah, yeah, if it catches an edge, that's, that's going to do damage to a person. No oh, doubt. Wait, wait, I've got one more story from the weekend and I can tell it because it, nothing bad happened. On the on the eighteenth, guy in my group. Uh should we name names? We won't name names. No. The uh hits his approach. And you you don't really think that's that's quite unlikely. He's hit that well. Now on the eighteenth, next to the green, I reckon maybe ten yards. It's not far, but ten yards off the left of the green is a I say road, but it's well, it is a it's a concrete road, but it's not you know, <laughs> not like not public. It's like basically aimed for golf carts, to, you know, coming off or whatever. And I watch it come down, and it hits this path, bounces up in the air, and I'm like, oh god! And right behind the 18th green is residential. Like um, it's on the land. It's you get to get to the houses, you go through the golf course, and a car park of all these lovely, <laughs> lovely cars. 
and it bounces and it's going sailing over this hedge. And you know, when you're like heart and mouth, you're like, please don't hit anything. Please don't hit anything. You're it must bounce in between two cars that are parked next to each other. Bounces straight up again over the next hedge, heading towards windows and anything. I was like, okay, he's missed the cars. Now we're onto the, the windows. And it, there was, and it just, then the next one just stopped. No other bounces. And you're like, I didn't hear anything. There was no, there was no crash. Okay. I think. No, no scream. We got away with this one. And it was amusing. He, well, actually, he, he actually was like, yeah, no worry. I'll go get it and make sure nothing's broken, whatever. He walks over, gets it. Nothing's damaged. I, I cannot believe it didn't hit a car. It's just unbelievable. What's amusing is I reckon three holes before we've been talking about insurance and how they should have like plaques on the fairways being like, if you're thinking about hitting driver or something here, get insurance, call this number, <laughs> like text this code. Uh, and then a few holes later, there he is sailing one into a, uh, into a car park. Amusing. No I mean, damage done though, which is why I feel like I can tell the story. Otherwise I've been I mean, a bit worried. remind me that I, I do need to check my golf insurance because that probably is up for renewal and <laughs> don't, leave, don't leave home without it. Because there, there have been a few times in the last 18 months where I've been like, Blimey, might be, might be might be calling in the chips on that golf insurance where <laughs> yeah. that shot is gone. Yeah, I think after our last golf day, I, I did not hang about in getting in getting golf insurance. So I'd, I've kind of, made sure we go we got that one in if, if you haven't already we'd highly recommend it just, yes. like, just that peace of mind on it anything yeah i mean i mean to be honest, like golf golf insurance i mean anyone who does any company that offers golf insurance i mean i 90 of the time they've got to be on to an absolute winner because i imagine i i don't know i hope not i imagine the amount of people that claim on golf insurance i assume is relatively low compared to other well, types of insurance. insurance in general though isn't it yeah, but I think if, if you talk about the balance of peace of mind, actually, what am I talking about? You pay for peace of mind with like your house and your car, yeah. aren't you? But like, um, golf clubs are more important, sure. I get where you're yeah. going. <laughs> yeah, I'll be, so that's so you're thinking about it in terms of golf insurance. I'm only getting golf insurance in terms of because of, <laughs> in case of errant shots and yeah. damage to property and life. Sure, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Do I trust my skills enough? No. no. <laughs> God, no, not some of the shots I've seen. Uh, right, chaps, that wraps up last week. What about this week? We've got anything going on? Are we playing this weekend? I, I, I haven't even got to this week yet. I don't, I don't know. Don't think so. <laughs> I've not got I've not got anything up this weekend. However, I do have, coming up towards the end of this month and the start of next month, I'm pretty sure I need to, I mean, I'll double check my calendar, but I'm pretty sure I have three consecutive weekends where I can play. Oh, lovely. So um, the uh, the Tim Williams School of uh, Practice will be in session fully between now and the end of uh, the end of July, trying to get some semblance of the golf game back, uh, back in my locker before then. For a well, Team the Surrey are looking for a few extra, actually both Team Surrey and Team Sussex for 1st of August. We've got a, Team Surrey got absolutely hammered last year. Uh, like I think we had eight eight teams out. I think we lost seven of those eight. So uh, this year we definitely need to improve on that. So where's it happening, Chris? First August at Leatherhead Golf Club, Surrey home right. match. Very nice, nice. Well, I might, I might, yeah, I might hit you up on that one. I might be able to, I might be able to join the team for that. Team Surrey ringer. With uh, kind of 
I'm uh, this week. I'm going to be going back to T Box on Thursday, and then we've got a big social to at Pitch, I believe, on Saturday, um, which will get quite hairy. So we've got three hours there, which sounds excellent. So pitch is very much, you know, we were talking last week about um, would T Box be suitable for a social? Pitch is like T Box, uh, a little bit bigger, but have a bar, have a base service. Uh, it's oh, underground in Liverpool Street. So atmosphere is good. You've got music and stuff there. So, yeah, good for a social, particularly with the, you know, rule of six. There's six of us going down there, uh, playing 18 holes somewhere and then having a good jolly up, I think. Um, Love it. Right. What everyone is, is really here for, we all know you're all here for this one reason. Uh, Mr. Wright's Pops Watch. Tell us. <laughs> must, be, must be going on with Pops this week. How's he getting I was, on? I was, like, where's he, I was like, where's he going with this? What, what's, what have I got? What info have I got? Uh, Pop Swatch, yeah, let me pull up the message. I've uh, got it. He's uh, been to the range already uh, today. I think he's got at least three more range sessions booked in this week and a lesson booked in for next week. He what? is loving his... He's loving his six, seven, and eight times. He's in lines about to play in the open. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, he said he's, he's struggling a bit with uh, five iron and longer. So, you know, classic, you, you start going to the longer clubs and it's just, I know it's the same swing, but it's a, it feels like a different game, doesn't it? You get to the four iron, the three iron, it's, and it is, it feels trickier. Uh, but he said he had a lovely 45 minutes chip it. I don't know how long he's at the range for every day because he's got a full-time job this, this guy seems to spend a lot of time at the range uh, also had a lovely 45 minutes of chipping however while the ra- while the pro was watching uh, I did thin one off the chipping green onto the range and he found it very amusing <laughs> <laughs> oh, this, pro, this is, the pro this is probably pop- sat there going okay right that's an extra lesson we can get it in there <laughs> yeah. Just to just to intervene here, this is Pops who, by the way, favourite thing I've ever seen him do is practice putting unknowingly on the 18th green of a golf club whilst, <laughs> whilst people have been playing up to the 18th green. Probably one of the best things I've ever seen in my life. He's yeah. there about six balls out on the 18th green, just sort of <laughs> tapping away, and then he sort of hears one land behind him. What, what's going on here? And I've had to politely, politely point out to him, yeah, you're actually on the course, mate. You, there's the practice screen is the other side over there. <laughs> he's, he's probably sat there going, this is a lovely practice area, isn't yeah. it? Like, oh, is that one more people on there? <laughs> I've, I've uh, disappointingly never actually heard that story before. So that's a, really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, it's, oh, it's good. Uh, he yeah. has got a This is, I don't know if this is an official FBI round, Milford golf club on friday obviously he's obviously got a lot of time off this week uh yeah so we'll, we'll hopefully have uh some more updates for pop swatch next week after a round at milford this is his first round since we started pop swatch isn't it no he had one he had one last week didn't he played at clandon and yeah. uh, all right yeah and said it was just as he expected just trying to drill in new yeah but this, this will be this will be I'm, I'm excited for him for this one fingers crossed the weather's good for him because we, we yeah. could do a bit it's been a bit crap recently yeah okay from the utter rubbish to the sublime um the professional game this week european tour we're in ireland um they're starting the, the kind of the the swing towards the open now which i think is, is pretty exciting for everyone because it 
you look at the field for the for the Scottish Open this week, it's absolutely stacked. They're all starting to come over here a week in advance to get all the quarantine and all that crap done so they can can get out on the course. So it's interesting to see kind of how they will get on this week. Uh, for those who didn't see it, Lucas Herbert took the win on 19 under. Uh, I don't know whether you two saw any of Francesco Laporta's putts, um, but just if, I don't know if even if you'll be able to find it on social media, it would possibly be on Twitter. If they were to put a montage together of his Sunday, it's ridiculous because even the, the Sky Sports commentators at one stage said, this is essentially a tap-in for what he's just done. And it was a 15-footer. Uh, and he did birdie it. And I think he he went six, I think it was either five or six birdies back-to-back, which wow. you don't see that often. And he was knocking no. them in from everywhere. For all of us, it would be the case of like, yeah, that's the best part I've ever hit. And he's just drained them for left, right, centre. Uh, a few kind of noticeables. I, I don't know if you two had any from the, from the leaderboard, but something that I noticed, Richard Bland tied four. Serious. Serious season for him. It just kind yeah. of goes to show a bit of confidence what it does to a golfer, despite having yeah. played for twenty plus years on tour. Yeah. So what does that mean for him going into the Open? Where do we think Old Blandy can turn? Because he he looked good. Was it the last of the U.S. Open? Looked great through two rounds. Mm. Home conditions, English boy. He's going to have played Royal St George's a lot, likely. <laughs> you're, you're just making a wild assumption there. Yeah, 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 just around my neck. Well, I know he's, I know his home course, and I know he practices at the Wisley, so I know he's, you know, that's not too far really from 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 there to Kent. It's probably an hour and a half, two hour drive. Yeah, it, it wouldn't surprise me. I'd, I'd, I'm not about to sit here and predict a, a win from him, but it wouldn't surprise me again to see him in that top 25 for sure. I'd love, I'd kind of love to see it as well. I think the the whole golfing world almost loved that story of when he won, and I think he. He's kind of got that behind him at the moment. You can see it in the way he's playing. He just looks really free. Um, other kind of noticeable, no, noticeables, notables, uh, beef in the top 10, which is good to see Andrew Johnson because it just seems yeah. like he's just been away for such a long period of time and to see him come back and play well is good. Something that a little bit concerning, or I thought anyway, particularly because it was uh, essentially a, a home, in air quotes, a home uh, competition for him, Rory, Tied 59th. Mm. Uh, it wasn't a weak field. I don't want to disrespect the field by saying that, but it's not a major championship field. He was two under for the tournament. Just a small matter of 17 shots off of the leader. What do we read into that heading into the Open? Nothing. Um, yeah, not a lot, to be brutally honest. Um, before I actually get into that, there's something I want to just there's something that's been a little bit of a bee in my bonnet over the last. Um, weekend actually and that is um european tour highlights on youtube um they're not listening to this but if they are um there are more people playing on the european tour than rory mcelroy so put other highlights up um basically for the first couple of days i was trying to i was pretty busy this weekend and i wanted to catch up and you know go on youtube and see kind of highlights for the first couple of days at irish open generally it was hard to find anything other than Roy McIlroy highlights from the Irish Open. I was like, come on. Like, I, I obviously, I get it. He's like, you know, he's the, the the star draw. But at the same time, he's, you know, he's one of how many, what, like 100, you have like 150, 960-odd people in that field over four days. So just a small, just a small 
beer my bonnet they're directed um directed to him but i think sorry just to digress and go back to what I, you the question you actually asked me um <laughs> i think in terms of how much you read into it not a lot i mean yes it's the irish open the fact of the matter is uh mount juliet i think is where it was being played unless i'm wrong mm-hmm. and i may be mispronouncing that so apologies if i am um Obviously, it's in Ireland, but it's not really his neck of the woods in Ireland. If we're being sort of really, really hyper um, into it, it's sort of down uh, sort of Waterford Way, which is uh, south east. Yes, yeah, southeast uh, Ireland. Just trying to get my geography <laughs> yeah. right. Yeah, it's, 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 I'm like, it's Ireland. It's his neck of the woods. Yeah. Like, he's being really yeah, really, uh, really putting your neck out there, mate. I'll let, we'll, so, let you, we'll, let, we'll let you do it. I've got nothing to be like the challenging with. I'm, I'm just saying here going, he, he sounds like he's, he's talking right. This, he sounds smart right now. He must be talking something. Yeah, they're great. <laughs> we'll, we'll, let, we'll let social media crucify him. I'm sure there's some sort of faux pas that I've been that's in there somewhere. Um, but no, I think if, if, it'd been, if he'd been tied... 59th at Port Rush a couple of weeks before the Open, and I think there'd be some more. You could read a little bit more into that. I'd be more interested to see how he gets on with the Renaissance this weekend, to be quite honest. Um, and also the fact that the, I mean, from a personal point of view, the Scottish Open at Renaissance is one of my favourite events of the whole year. Um, I love it. I love that golf course, and I love that event. So wait, should, should we do? Should we do DraftKings for? For European tour this week, then should we do? Should we yes. do the, Should we do that? Okay. Yeah, let's uh, let's do that. There was a there's a pretty good field there, so I think it would be, yeah definitely Renaissance Club as well. That's um it's one of my bucket list courses. It is a beautiful golf course, um, and there will be a lot of yeah very beautiful kind of uh, scenes being shot. So one hundred percent on keen on that because I will try and watch a little bit of it before the England game because we're going to be playing on Sunday uh, <laughs> and we're going to win the Euros. Um, right, there was uh, some other tournaments going on across the pond. Uh, LPGA, Jin Young Ko takes the win by one shot. Um, no disrespect to her, but neither Corda was at the tournament. Kind of feel the result may have been a little different had either of them been there. Um, did either of you two chaps watch any of the golf, whether it be LPGA, PGA or, or European Tour this week? PGA, not LPGA, no. Yeah, which I have to admit, which was very, very little this week. It was a lot going on. Um, kind of, kind of moving on to the gents. Then the PGA Rocket Mortgage, um, outstanding finish. I did actually watch uh, it go to the final playoff. Cam Davis takes the win after a five-hole playoff. Just the five holes this week, not the eight that we had last week. Um, <laughs> and it went. Uh, we're kind of with Neiman uh, and Merritt. You know, it's something that I, I kind of looked at when, when reviewing, kind of preparing for the show. The leaderboard was so bunched. There were yeah. 11 players all within three shots of the lead. Now, yeah. you don't often get a tournament like that, particularly when the leader shot as far on the par as what he did. Um, uh, did you, I, I don't know whether I told you about it, and I don't know whether you've heard it or, or seen it, but Wacky Neiman, 77 consecutive holes without a bogey. Oh, no. <laughs> and, I watched and it, it. And then when did, he hit the, when did he hit the bogey? First playoff hole. I watched you haven't hit a bogey for four rounds of golf and you hit your first bogey in the first playoff hole. Oh, yep. you know, when you're like, I actually feel for you. Like, I, I, like you've, you've literally played obviously not perfect, perfect, but yeah, bogey free for four rounds is unbelievable golfing. 
And for pros of their level, it was almost an unforgivable bogey as well because he absolutely nuked his drive center of the fairway and uh, just the adrenaline was there and overhit a pitching wedge, went longer the green into the rough and yeah. it was almost an impossible task from there. He could have, could have hit it anywhere else in, in the green. It was, you know, had a shorter shot him. So you feel for him, but I, I, every time they say it, I'm always surprised that when they say, oh, Wacken Neiman's 22. I don't know why, yeah. but I've just got this perception that he's been around for, yeah. for quite a while. And I think it's just, you always just see his name on the leaderboard and you yeah, hear people talking about him. And again, I think it's, it's probably similar to Hovland. It's, it's just a matter of time, isn't it? Before he starts kind of knocking down the door and, and winning, winning tournaments on a fairly regular basis. Um, about kind of comebacks and stuff, Bubba Watson making a, a I guess, surprise yeah. comeback. Yeah. Absolute fell apart last week. Um, shot 64 in the final round, <laughs> eight on <and> par. <laughs> Absolutely yes. ridiculous. Just when you watch it, we, you know, we already spoke about this last week, you know, the, the crazy turn of events, because he finished tied sixth, you know, which is nothing to, to kind of sniff at. Last week, would have played on a lot of players' minds and they might have even pulled out of this week and gone, no, I'm going to work on some stuff before before heading to the Open. Um, so come back, tied sixth, I thought was, was was pretty cool. And obviously Bubba doing his, doing his thing. I love watching Bubba Watson play. I know you're not his biggest fan, Tim, but I think he's box office for the shot shape. Sure. Um, right, something that we, we have to talk about because he, I am his number one fan and, you know, he is my mate. Uh, Bryson in the build-up to tournaments, splitting with his <laughs> long-term caddy, which we probably all know his name just because he says it about eight million times on camera. Tim, um, what do we think on that? What's happened? What's gone on there? Tim, I'll come to you as you're his namesake. Honestly, I just think the caddy's had enough of his bullshit. <laughs> I'm just going to put my cards on the table. Um, I just any time, any time I watch poor Tim, obviously. When you watch a kind of uh, someone else who's equally as vocal, you watch uh, Spieth and Grella, you always see Grella kind of chirping back with something. And there's lots of conversation there. I kind of watch Bryson and, and poor old Tim, but I just think Tim's a little punch bag because it just seems to be Tim's quite quiet, just hands in the club, doesn't say a lot. And then you just get Bryson just nagging at him the whole time. Yeah, yeah I reckon Tim's I right. Just had enough. Done. See you later. It's, yeah. it's odd that it would happen... Like it's odd that he would go and do the practice rounds with him, and then leave on Wednesday night. Yeah, like I that think that's, 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 odd. that's why I think it's something as it's something as simple as they've just had a falling out. It's just yeah. um, the only other reason I think that, and this is probably just media PR teams just uh, going after that PGA prize was obviously uh, Brooks's tweet. Excellent. Later that day or the next day, <laughs> like, about how much it was like very close after it. Was about how much yeah. he loves his caddy. Not, uh, not stupid as the old Brooks. No. I think they're shooing. It's one of those two are going to get it, get it, aren't they? I think it, 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 Bryson probably suggested going to hit the range until ten o'clock at night again on the Wednesday, and Tim was just like, "No, you know what? Fuck nah, this! Like, not doing it. No, not doing it anymore." Uh, right, and it kind of only have a bit from the pros. Just something that's. Um, News are broke towards, I think it was towards the back end of last week, that both Song Jm and Siwoo Kim have pulled out uh, of the Open. Did you both see this? I didn't see that they pulled out. I saw it in your notes, but uh, I, hadn't, I haven't read anything on it. Yeah, so, yes, because um, it's to avoid, um, was it public service or the military, military service? service. Back, back in oh. 
South Korea. So yeah. Uh, for those who don't know, if, if if you are from South Korea, you have to. For those guys, they have to win an Olympic. I think it's gold. I, th- I think uh, no. I think it's medal. I think it's is it medal. a medal? Okay, they have to win an Olympic medal. Uh, if they do, they're exempt. If they don't, yeah. they have to go and do military service. Which, Jesus Christ, no pressure, Correct. boys. You've only got to put it together at one of the biggest yes. events that happens every four years and you've got to be one of the three best players in the field so um i thought that, that was just yeah, quite i'm gonna i'm gonna check I, I think as soon me, as i saw it in your notes i was like that's a hundred percent you know most people are like well, why would you ever miss the open if you're thinking i've got to get a medal here at the olympics otherwise I've got, i'm gonna go do military service i'd be like that's my focus like the open is important i get it but no for you right now Go figure out how you're going to get that medal. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I would be, I would be in Japan right now, playing that course every single day for the next <laughs> two or three weeks, making sure I know every blade of grass around that place. Um, so yeah, as much as I mean, we're never, I'm never really going to have any understanding of that sort of pressure. But um, I biggest golf tournament of the year. I'm not surprised they're pulling out of it to go and get some prep in for that because uh, that's quite a quite a big thing i can't remember the guys names off the top of my head but there were two other pj tour pros um, I, again I'm, I'm hashing this up a little bit but they were pretty good players didn't get this qualification went to do military service and they've just not come back with any sort of form we all know how quickly a golf swing can go if you spend a, a long time away from it i can't imagine it being that easy to get back so yeah don't blame them at all right kind of staying on the pros um kind of we won't talk about this for too long because we don't want to listen to Wrighty talk about how... Well, wait, before, before you even go there... Oh, go on. Before, before you even go there, I I feel like you've missed a, a, a stat here, Ben. Go on. Winner of European Tour. Who was it this week? This week? The European Tour event? Lucas yeah. Herbert. Lucas Herbert, Where's yeah. he from? Australia. Winner of PGA Tour. Who was it? Oh, yeah. Uh, Cam Davis, who's also from Where's he Australia. From? Australia. Winner of wait, it gets even better. Winner of winner of ladies European tour. And I really shouldn't have done this. Like, I'm really sorry. I don't know how to pronounce his name. Steph. I'm going to say Kiriako. Also from yep. Australia. There were three Australian wins this weekend. That's huge. I feel like that's that's huge. That's good. That is big. Uh, don't know what it means in the grand scheme of things, but I appreciate the, the fact that Australian have some, some good golfers. I mean, dominated this weekend at sport. I mean, if we're being hypercritical, it's not really a stat, right? You know, <laughs> no, but I mean, you know, I think it's like three Australian winners in one weekend. I mean, that's quite. It would be a, uh, it would be a stat if you told me the last time that happened, or if it was the first time right. that it ever happened. Last time there were three. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, Google, yeah. Right now. We've, called, we've, called you, we've called you out on the pod, trying to be all smart with a stat, and then you don't bring it to the party. Yeah. yeah. Good. I'm, I'm really? going gonna, gonna to make a guess here. It's never happened. Yeah, good, good. Wow, yeah. That's amazing. That, well, that's Better. an amazing start. Thanks for that. I'm guessing. Better. I'm guessing, <laughs> but I'm going to guess that it's never happened before. That's decent. Um, right, we will kind of kind of run through the, the DraftKings because I feel like, um, Brighty, you do deserve a pat on the back because you've had an absolute shite year so far. So... Um... <laughs> <laughs> You are not wrong. I will. I will let you take it away because I just won't do it justice, and I want. I want to give you your time in the limelight, pal. No, mate. To be honest, I, luckily we're not a betting recommendation show because if anyone had been following my bets for this year, 
they would be coming after me for all kinds of money. Uh, it is nice to get a win on the board. I won by 0.5 of a point this week, so that feels good. And really, it was because Cam Davis, the other guy who came in second, didn't have Cam Davis, but um, I just had Neiman, Higo, Davis, Lebioda, who, again, I read that he was due to have a good round, and he's been playing some fairly consistent golf. And him and Cam Davis at 7,200. Lebioda hit 17 under. Cam Davis winning at 18 under. I mean, that is good value. Neiman also coming at 18 under. Higo playing well. Patrick Rogers. The only player that let me down, most expensive player, Webb Simpson missed the cut. Did you say you only won by 0.5? Yeah. I mean, I off the top of my head, I don't know who it is, but fair play to them as well, because that uh, picking the two guys who made the playoff and a guy who comes tied fourth is quite extraordinary, to be totally honest with you. Um, yeah. I know a lot of luck's going yeah, to get involved. So the fact that the other guy only lost by 0.5, because he must have been getting very excited that <laughs> he picked a worldy <laughs> team. Yeah. And do you know what? The the pick I swapped Simpson in, and obviously this was a mistake. I had Kokrak as my top pick instead of Simpson, and I couldn't deal. This is honestly what happened. I couldn't deal with having a thousand pounds left in the budget. So I swapped okay. Kokrak out, put Webb Simpson in, he's a thousand pounds more, and uh Webb Simpson misses the cut. Kokrak, what did Kokrak hit? He had, like, he had a really decent weekend yeah, as well, didn't Fourteen, I think. But um, yeah, but who, crime or ever, you still won. So shut your mouth. Could, yeah, but have you ever have you ever picked a team? Like, what's the biggest amount you've left in the pot? Oh, like two hundred. Not a lot. Yeah, I can't. I can't bring myself to leave any more than that. Two hundred no. is my my marker. I always feel like I need to spend it. Yeah. And, <laughs> yeah, and yeah. The, the, this weekend, it just didn't come anywhere near being close enough. No. To yeah. It. How did you How did you do this weekend, Ben? Oh, it was an absolute. <laughs> Train wreck. Absolute train wreck for me. Um, I come last in one league and I come second last in our league. So it was rubbish. My, my gamble was filling a team that have just cut makers and just hoping that these guys might put together a tournament. But they were good cut makers. Yeah. Um, well, that backfired. So won't be doing yeah. that again. So next time, it's just fill it with a couple of superstars and, and some absolute guffers down the table and, and just hope from there. So... Only one player cracking the top 10 and three missed cuts. Well done. Nice. Uh, Tim, anything to touch upon? No, very mid-table mediocrity for me this week. Just picking up my one point and moving on. Um, Trying to (laughs) cut back that lead to you, Fowlis, to take what is rightfully mine, a.k.a. the winner's spot for this season. Um, Anytime I don't take... A place or money in this. I just refer back to the uh, the all time standings, and that makes me feel better because my all time standings are impressive. Uh, in, yeah, but no, uh, in terms of uh, what was going on with players, I mean, again, like similar to last week, I didn't. Like, my team were actually pretty decent. I, I mean, I had two, I had two missed cuts, but like Revy was missing the cut with two under, so it wasn't exactly like a, a horrific missed cut. Um, outside of that, Neiman doing well, tied second, Kokrak tied 12th um you know even down to like uh homer at like tied 25th at 11 under so you know all, all players playing well just a lot of other players and drockings who just picked better than me so there you go 
Crikey. What was that? Uh, that's, that's, that's the bell which signifies end of DraftKings. End of the round. <laughs> <laughs> that sounded like a gong. But I quite liked it. Very nice. And you're finished. Yeah. <laughs> right, gentlemen. Is someone that um, we're all massive fans of, we're all big fans of him as a girlfriend and him as a, as a guy and how he's portrayed on, on social media. Although I don't think he's someone we're massively hot on on DraftKings. Um, he's someone that I think I've not picked at all. Righty, I think you've picked once fairly recently. He's someone that... Um, you know, like, as I said, we're, we're big fans of him himself. But I think Tim may have posed a question last week on the podcast, or it might have been privately. Ricky Fowler, he, you know, I, I started looking back through his stats. He's still the poster boy for both Puma and Cobra, which Bryson's got to be scratching his head a little bit, you know, wondering what the hell have I got to do to, 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 to trump uh, Ricky Fowler. He's still 32. He was once ranked fourth in the world which is obviously incredible. His best major finishes, his third at the PGA, has come second in all of the others, which is outstanding. He's got nine pro wins, but the last of which is in 2017. Tim, I'm going to come to you first, because I know this is something you wanted to to speak about, because I know how much of a fan you have been of Ricky. Where do you think his career is going, bud? Yeah, so... I'm going to preface what I'm about to say with exactly that. I I I love Ricky. Like he's like absolutely one of my favorite golfers. Um, just flair, great gears, great game. But the question I pose, and I can't remember. The, I honestly can't remember the the event after which I mentioned it. But. And again, we've talked a lot about the PGA marketing. I, I forget the name of the prize, but it's basically the marketing yourself prize, right? That we all, that we all know about. He's obviously still going hard on endorsements, on paid appearances, on uh, sponsorships, all that kind of thing. And this is me playing absolutely devil's advocate with this question. And what I was going to pose was, do we think that there is a time when a pro, when a pro is on the tour and they are kind of just happy to kind of pick up the check, if you like. It's a horrible, horrible question to ask, but it just, I just keep coming back and, you know, looking at Ricky, he's, as you say, he's had a great career. I mean, right now, I think he's relatively recently married, like 18, last 18 months or something like that. He's recently announced that he's got um, a child on the way. I mean, certainly right now, I just get the feeling that winning golf tournaments isn't quite a as much of a focus as it would have been a few years back and maybe he's just kind of happy to be you know he's got a hell of a good income he's got a great life has he just lost that kind of hunger for the the competition at the highest level i i hope it's not the case because i do want to see him back and i want to see him win a major but i do keep thinking it um, and the fact that I keep thinking it is that it's where my head's at a little bit with where he might be. Mm-hmm. Can, I, can I jump in? Of course. Yeah. So I think I mean, you can never see into someone's mind to see if someone still cares or not, right? Um, here's, here's what I think is interesting about the sport that we all love. You think Ricky's been playing since he was, what, 
professionally since he was 22, I would guess. I'm, I'm guessing 23, maybe after leaving college. He could be playing till he's 60. You look at Phil, you look at, you know, whatever. I don't, you look at the NFL, the average time playing pro is three years. You look at football, the average time playing football is eight, a professional career, eight years. There's no other sport where you could quite literally be a pro for 30 years. More. Like, and I think to assume that there won't be ebbs and flows in your career in terms of how much I give a shit this week or this year or this next two years, I'm focusing on family, etc. I think it's very, very different. I think if you are someone who you're playing football and you've got, you know, you've got the next eight years and that's all you're going to have, or the next four years left, that's all you're going to have. You, I think probably easier to maintain motivation levels. Whereas saying, well, don't you want to win a major or don't you want to, you know, win another competition? Like, yeah, I'm going to be around for another 20 years. <laughs> like I quite literally could be competitive for another 20 years. I think that there's that's that itself is quite a unique proposition to mm. explore and maintaining motivation for thirty years of a pro career. I think is quite that's a lot. So yeah, I, I don't doubt that there are ebbs and flows. I don't doubt that right now, you know, even this week you just saw his comments about having to jump through hoops to get to play in the the open and you know quarantining etc. I'm like, if you're ready and you want to go, you don't make those comments. You just go. So I think, yeah, I think you're probably not wrong, Tim, I think, or whether you're saying it or posing the question to get the answer, I, I would say that it does sound like there's a lack of motivation, but he's got other stuff going on in his world right now, family, etc., that he would potentially deem more important. And, I, and, I, and I'm okay with that. Yeah, I, I think Ricky's problem is, is we are comparing him to what he came out as when he first started his career. He came out as a, a, you know, a superstar. He was a superstar from day one on tour. He is, even now, is playing a lot better than the average tour pro. I had a look at his statistics. His current world ranking, he's still inside the top 100 in the world. Um, I don't know whether Spieth got any lower than that, but I keep comparing him to Jordan Spieth. And each time I'm like, "Is he gonna? are we going to see a Jordan Spieth-style comeback? Are we going to see a rise from the ashes from Ricky Fowler? The whole time with Jordan Spieth, I kind of thought, yeah, it will come back at some point. With Ricky, I just don't see it, unfortunately. And I don't know why I don't like like I would with Spieth. Because, you know, when he was number one in the world putting, he was outstanding, Ricky Fowler. And, you know, we highlighted it probably a month or so ago now, a few episodes ago. He's slid all the way down to 180th. So that's clearly, it's a big part of his game. So maybe it is just a case of if he figures out what's going wrong on the greens, all of a sudden he is catapulted back up. Um, have you guys seen Ricky's 2021 record to this point? No. No. Okay, so I, I again, dug a, dug a little bit deeper earlier on because I wanted to check kind of how bad or, or good is he actually. I mean, he's played 21 events. He's made only 13 cuts. Bear in mind, this is a guy who was number four in the world and was just, you know, in one year he came second at the peak, what was it? Uh, the US Open, the Open, and the Masters all in the same year. So this is a guy you would expect to be making cuts every week, uh, maybe missing the odd one, but to have missed eight on the season just this year, that's quite punchy. And he's only got one top 10, which it does reek of the, the, the period that Spieth went through, mm -hmm. but there were always flashes of Spieth. And here's the kicker, which it kind of makes you think, 
actually, Tim may have a point. His money earnings from prize prizes. Just, in, we're just about to Google it. In competition, one million twenty six thousand one hundred and one dollars. That's what, one year? one top ten. Yeah, he's earned over a million dollars just from well, not making top tens. You know. It's that's still a hell of a lot of money. This is before endorsements. You know, he's got some great endorsements which are likely paying an awful lot of cash. And if we're speaking about someone who's going to have a career for 20 years, 30 years, because let's be fair, he's not going anywhere. Unless he chooses to retire, he's not going to lose his PGA Tour card. Something really bad has got to happen for Ricky Fowler to do that. And I think maybe we've just set our expectations too high because he came out of the cannon early doors and he was a superstar. And unfortunately, he just can't hang with the big boys who hit it 30, no, 40, 50 yards further than him anymore. No, or do you literally, or, uh, see, I could come back to, you can't peak for 10 years in a row. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you, like what athlete can be a, the peak level, like Olympic level athletes, Yeah. they literally aim to peak for one week of a four year period. That's that everything is, they know they're not going to, they know they're not going to run as fast. They know they're not going to be, they're aiming for that one week. Golfers, Unless you're Brooks aiming to peak for four events a year, you're, you're supposed to be on it 52 weeks a year. There's no off season. There's no downtime. Like you literally, you finish the the FedEx Cup, and then the week later, there's the first event of the next year. So you're you're. I just, it's physically impossible to peak for 10 years in it for me. And I mean, I obviously there'll always be the outliers, the Tigers, etc. But it doesn't surprise me that players go up and down in a way like that. Spieth has. Yeah, yeah, and I, I feel that's where Tiger and Phil, those two in particular, have kind of skewed our expectations of what a golfer should be, um, sure. because we had so many years of those two just being the big dogs, and then you know maybe a VJ or someone would come in for a short period of time, but those two were always there or thereabouts, and I feel like our, our expectations of what great golfers should be doing is is possibly a little off. And that's that's something that, that um, Claude Harmon said on a, on a podcast, I think it was a couple of weeks ago, I listened to him. He said DJ was phenomenal last year, absolutely phenomenal. Best player in the yeah. world by a mile. Yeah. But in 2021, all three of us predicted him to still be going on strong, and he's just he's just not hit the same strides. Yeah. And... And like Butch Harmon, I listened to, to the podcast with Claude and Butch, and he said, if everyone is on at the same time, Dustin beats everyone else in the world at the moment, in his mm-hmm. opinion. And that includes Rory and, you know, everyone. So, he, you know, that's how highly they rate Dustin as a golfer. And for him to have had a poor year, lesser players, it, the, the fall-off's got to be bigger. And I think, unfortunately, Ricky's fall-off has been what seems like significantly bigger. Well, well, well. So on that, so uh, I, 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 what? Apologies. While you have been talking, I have been doing a little bit of researching and googling just on the fly. And you know, we, we, it sounds like we're being hypercritical of him. You know, I've looked at his 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 majors record. I mean, he still made he, career to date. I mean, cuts on everything, but he's made eighty one percent of the cuts of every major he's ever played at. Yeah. You know, thirty six. He's played forty four. He's made thirty six of the cuts. And we're talking like he's kind of fallen off a bit of a, a cliff face, which is weird because it feels like he has. But if you go back at his, his major results, so even this year, PJ Championship finished tied eighth. 2020, obviously, uh, the Open didn't happen. Okay, not a great year. Tied 29th at the Masters, tied 49th at the US Open, missed because of PGA Championships. 2019, tied 6th at the Open, tied 9th at the Masters. So... 
he's not millions of miles away. No. So maybe I think this whole segment, basically what I'm hoping is to happen is the classic thing of me come out with a theory and it just be exploded as rubbish and wrong when he goes and wins the Open this summer. Because yeah, I yeah. love that to happen. So maybe there's a bit of kind of like uh, reverse um, – not reverse psychology, but re- reverse hope kind of going on here that he does just throw it all back and um, yeah, comes back and wins majors. I, I really hope that's that's the case because I said at the start, I really, really, really love. Um, I, I just think Ricky's Ricky's ace. So I think mate, I think Chris is probably right of everything we talked about. I think it's that case of kind of peaks and troughs of kind of motivation. Um, you know, when life happens and you get married and you have kids, that. For a lot of guys, probably is going to take a bit of shit priority. changes. I'm telling you, shit changes. Yeah. When you so, um, yeah, it's an interesting one, though. I think it was just that kind of thought was, you know, do, do we think anyone on the PGA kind of does just rock up and think, look, this is it's a good paycheck. I'm living kind of the dream here. Yeah. Probably not going to win majors. Yeah. That's the thing. There will be plenty, plenty of tour pros that will be content, knowing full well, even their best oh. day is probably not going to get them a winner's title. Harry Higgs? I, I think it's just because we all love Ricky. So, like, we all yeah. want Ricky to be the best. I think that's why we're having this conversation. It's like, because well, he is such a likable guy and he's got. A, it's a job. It's a, it's a job, right? How many people do we know who turn up to work knowing they're going to get their salary? They're going to get paid. Like, not everyone is like, okay, I'm going to. Every, Tim, as you say, the office happens really, really good at golf. And it's not their favourite thing to do in the world. And they just happen to be really good at it. So they turn up each week, they make a paycheck, happy days. Okay. You get that impression with Dustin Johnson at times. You listen to yeah. him, he just wants to be on a fishing boat somewhere, doesn't he? <laughs> <laughs> Best player in the world. And he doesn't sound that bummer, right? But uh, that, uh, this is something that, uh, again, I've heard, I've heard Butch Harmon talk about it and we spoke about it on, on Claude Harmon's podcast. And it's, I wonder if uh, how much of this is tied in whether this is even relevant really but his his gripe at the moment in professional golf is that it's not about winning it's almost just about just making cuts and you will make yourself a very very wealthy human being he said yeah "Yeah, the money at the top of the game is a lot and the winners do get a lot of money i'm not saying that for instance and and neither did he but he's just like that there's too much money to be made for coming 40th 50th that the incentive to win is not quite what it once was which is it's you know it's that is it's quite interesting in in uh, you know, the, the 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 I don't want to call them the rank average PJ Tour pro, but there's there's going to be enough pros that are making a serious living just from coming, just from making cuts. Yeah. Um, and it's all because of people like us that all we want to do is talk about the game and watch the game. <laughs> the, the fuel is <laughs> these prize pools. You're so, welcome. Um, yeah, <laughs> yes. Oh, I wouldn't mind some of that. Right. Any more to add on, Ricky? Chaps? No, all good. Right. This final bit, I am really actually really excited about this it's kind of had me excited from the, the moment tim mentioned it last week and i almost dropped you know started dropping places on my bucket list as soon as he said it and he very quickly put the brakes on me which was which was a good idea so i've had some some time to start ranking them um so we sort of dropped the nugget last week of what's on our bucket list so the top five golf experiences on our bucket list and i'm gonna get uh i'm gonna come to tim first and we're gonna go in order from fifth which is like the bottom ranked all the way up to your absolute number one bucket list golf experience. So if you are driving, push pause, very quickly get home because you're definitely going to want to get out Instagram and Google for this one because 
some of the places when I was writing it down, I started Googling it. I was like, Jesus, this has got to happen because um, there are some quite lovely golf courses in, in the world. Mr. Williams, coming to you, buddy. So just question before we begin on the bucket list. Are we saying just bucket list things in golf or are we saying bucket list places? Experiences, experiences in golf. Whatever. Just experience could be anything. Okay, fine. That's what I thought. I thought when you're saying like stop and Google, I was like, oh no, if these are all <laughs> playing golf, I'm <laughs> fucked. Uh, no, right. Okay. I'm, I'm happy to confirm I can continue. So um, number five for me, and to be honest, when I was writing it down and I kind of came to my summary, because I wrote the full list down and then I ranked them. And when, when I came to review, I was surprised that this ended up in fifth position because it felt like it should have been higher. Um, go to the Ryder Cup in the US, specifically oh, in the US. Interesting. Okay. Not, um, obviously, in my, in my bucket list, there's probably Ryder Cup in Europe and Ryder Cup in the yes. US. But I think if you had to pick one of the two of them as a European, I think it's kind of like an away day sort of situation, go over to the States. Um, okay. You would have to deal with a lot of mashed potato. Yeah, I, I think you're going to get that in Europe, in <laughs> Europe, to be honest. I think it's the, it's the Ryder Cup, all bets are off from uh, shouts from the crowd, to be honest. Um, I mean, I didn't go as far as saying a at a particular course because i thought that might be going a bit some going a bit too far but i mean did happen to be a you know a pebble beach or a kiowa then that would be nice um but i won't go as i won't go as far to like mandate uh where said experience would need to be at so that was number five for me um again number four i'm, I'm literally surprising myself as i play these back to myself number four go to the masters <laughs> Yeah, has yeah. to be, has to be. Um, yeah. You know, I put down again. It was sort of tied between go, go to the Open, go, go to Augusta, and it's, it's just the mystique of Augusta, right? Yeah. There's just something about it. There's something so unique and special about it. Um, so yeah, go to the Masters is all I can really say about fourth place. Now, okay, one to three are all about playing. So this is where it comes into actual actual places and playing golf. Number three, you might be surprised by this because I've kind of given it, not not put it down, but sort of probably maybe not given it the credit it deserves in the past. Number three, play the 17th at Sawgrass. Okay, yeah. All right. To say, I mean, just to say, yeah, I've played that hole. Yeah. I've got a nine, but I've played that hole. Yeah. 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 Um, I think, yeah, just the, it's kind of, I kind of try to think about golf holes or golf images that kind of transcend the well, sport. I like what you've done here. Yeah, I like what you've done here. And like the 17th at Sawgrass, you could probably describe that hole to someone who doesn't even play golf and they'd be like, oh, I think I've, I think I've seen yeah. that. Yeah. Um, so that's number three for me. Number two will definitely surprise you. Um, it's playing a course in America. It's Pebble Beach. Oh, it's number two, play Pebble Beach okay. again for me. Golf course that transcends the game. I think people that have never played golf in their life will have known, will know, and have heard of Pebble Beach. There's just something. There's a factor behind it. I mean, obviously, it's a absolutely beautiful, gorgeous Californian coast uh, golf course. Anyway. Um, Fun fact, Jack Nicholas said he, if he could only ever play one more course in his lifetime, he would play Pebble Beach. So there you go. That's good enough for me. Yep. 
And number one, I have a, I have a sneaky suspicion there's going to be quite a lot of similarities with our number ones all the way through. It's play the old course. Has to be. Has to be play the old course. Oldest golf course in the world, most prestigious golf course in the world. Has to be. That's rather interesting because uh, I'm happy to join you on all those. By the yeah. Way. All those. So now Andrews didn't crack my top five, unfortunately. Whoa, <laughs> yeah. really? Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mr. Wright, I'm coming to you, buddy. I, that's, by the way, I, I kind of, yeah, we're doing these. So let's do them all together. Everyone's bucket list. <laughs> so so I I have intentionally gone for an all time. Well, we'll say three. I, I've intentionally gone different for two reasons. One, I knew that one of you had mentioned the old course, so I'm like, that's obviously going to be on there now. This is our group collective list, right? So I was like, that's going to be on there. I don't just want five, three of the same top fives for listeners because that will come really boring really quickly. So I've gone for a bit of an alternative top five. Tim, I love your approach of set, like the 17th uh, TPC Sawgrass. Like I, for me, and this isn't on my top five, but now that you say I want to play that one hole, for me, the 16th at TPC Scottsdale in the stadium would be a, an awesome experience. I'd love to have that one on the bucket list. Um, and then I've got... So my I don't five, think we'd be able to find 20,000 people to come and watch you play, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I re- no, but you see, like, if we get, if we get Insta-famous... Eric Anders Lang played it like on the day, on the warm up day, and he had, uh, what, you know, 5,000 fans in there or whatever. So I think something cool like that would be obviously incredible. So, but no, let's go. I've, again, I've gone alternate. I've gone for a bit different. I've, I've tried to pick things that I don't think people will necessarily have on their bucket list yet, apart from the first two. Uh, <laughs> So the first two, uh, number five, watch, go and watch the Masters. Uh, 100% for me, that's just got to be on there. Tim's already covered all that. Number four is a uh, very key wording here. See a winning European team at the Ryder Cup in Europe. And so basically, if I go to a Ryder Cup in Europe and we lose, I just got to keep going until we win because I can't I can't be there when we're losing. Uh, and then, so that's, for me, genuinely, I, I can't believe I haven't been to a Ryder Cup yet, although I now I'm, like, desperate to go. Like, I just think the atmosphere looks incredible. I want to, to, to be there and do that. Now the three, the three different ones. Uh, I'm going to throw in a, a fourth that didn't quite make the cut. Kate Kidnappers in New Zealand looks incredible. If anyone hasn't, watched any of the i can't remember if it was eal or no laying ups one of them went there and it just looked incredible basically what i've done is gone through no laying up in eal's videos and gone where have they played that i would like that's cool and for me a big part of this is experience like not just the golf course but this is going to sound a bit woo-woo but the journey the what you can do when you're there like what's going on like a bit kind of everything around it so for me the next in three i've got uh do i want to rearrange it no i've got leopard creek in south africa so uh obviously an incredible golf course being able to do safari etc probably yeah if if you sorry to interrupt but chris isn't really doing it justice here if you've not seen any footage of leopards creek go and check it out the european tour play there and i don't think enough is made of it it is incredible because it is the course literally borders a safari so when the players all finish up they all go and board the safari trucks <laughs> and they all go into safari <laughs> and then yeah. come back in it just oh it looks amazing yeah for sure uh then i've got 
These two, I think, are a bit... I, they could be either way around for me. We've mentioned this before on the podcast when we're doing our trips for on a budget. Lofferton Links, for me, again, that's EAL for sure. After seeing that, the most northerly golf course in the world, uh, Nor- Norway, Norway, and it just looks incredible. Like, I realise there's only one course there. If you're going for a three-day thing, you're playing the course three times or whatever, but... It ju- again, if you haven't seen it, Google it. Lofoten links, L O F O T O N links. It's like built it built into the rock. And the only reason it isn't completely frozen over is to do something with like the solar winds or something that's going. I don't know what it is, but it just looks in- like, incredible. And for me, that uh, that could be number one. Uh, that really could be number one. Maybe I've gone this the wrong way around. Again, I think the experience of going and playing somewhere that you just know not a lot of people have been, I think, is a very powerful thing. I feel like I now should have made that number one because now number two, I'm less excited about uh, the next one. And I obviously thought to play again, this was definitely EL. And as soon as I saw it, I was like, get me there immediately. We're going to the Dominican Republic and we're playing Casa de Campo teeth of the dog. That right. just, that just looks for me. Oh. I, I watched that. I was like, get me there immediately. I want to go play that course. So I've gone for three courses that I'm hoping that most people won't have on theirs. And they'll Google them and they'll go, oh, shit, I need to have this on my bucket list and, and go and play. So, yeah, I, I obviously also had, you know, the Prestwicks, the Pinehurst, the Bannon Dunes, etc. I obviously had all of those and they're all on my list. But those three specifically, I'm like, I want to take those. I want to go and play those courses for the whole experience, the whole journey, everything. Yeah. So I went, oh, I love that. I, I went more into the whole experience and I was like, right, I, I'm going to call it a bucket list trip rather than just a wait hold on. You, have you put in like trip number one seven courses <laughs> yes. trip no, I've got a, a couple of different bits but it's like if i'm going i'll come on to it in a, in a sec but um my number five it's something that has just solidified it up this weekend we went out on saturday obviously for the football fully celebrated out on saturday so i was feeling ropey as hell sunday morning what do you do? You you put YouTube on the TV and you just watch golf footage. And I watched um, Eric Anders Lang break Sawgrass series. And I spoke mm. about after the players how much I just fell in love with Sawgrass. And I questioned it at the time. Is that the best golf course in the world? Um, and I have to admit, watching that video series the other day, it just brought it all back. If you want some really easy viewing and just it's a beautiful golf course um, with some questionable golf, Go and have a look at Eric Anders Lang's channel. It's a four-part series. That, for me, was just like, that's on the bucket list. That comes in at number five. I had a look today because I was looking at the the, the the golf course top 100 world rankings. It's 78th. TPC Sawgrass. It's 78th wow. ranked golf course in the world. I'm like, how? What? 77 courses better than that. I was quite surprised by that. Uh, my number four. So this is where I'm like, I'm not going all the way to the other side of the world to play one golf course. So we're going to group in. Uh, into my trip to New Zealand to play Tarahiti, Cowrie Cliffs, and Cape Kidnappers. Oh, you had it there as well? Okay. Chris, is, Chris is, has just mentioned it. Um, so you're, again, you're teaching is what you're doing? Well, no, because we said five golf experiences, and this is an experience. Because okay, so I'm going to do a tour of trip. Ireland and just play like 50 of the greatest golf Yeah, course, but like. you're not fitting that in a holiday, come on. Unless you <laughs> can give up the day job somehow, win the lottery, <laughs> do something. Whereas we could realistically go to New Zealand this that's what that's how i'm getting around i would 100 join you on that trip yeah, yeah absolutely 
lovely yeah, yeah if, if we're traveling for 30 whatever hours it is to go and across the other side of the world might as well make it more than one round of golf it's, that's sure. my idea with that one um and it, again that's one of those definitely go and check those golf courses out uh if you've not seen them already go and check on youtube there's some outstanding videos of all three of those uh number three was actually the, the same as chris we, we spoke about this kind of pre-pod um is going to stay and play at leopards creek that i just think it's just one of the most unique golf courses that you're ever going to get the experience to play you'll play plenty of coastline courses plenty of, of courses that have like natural beauty in the setting but how many can you see like lions and leopards how many you know, can roaming you around an elephant i mean come yeah. On. <laughs> yeah. Not... yeah yeah exactly that just for me it's like that looks potentially that's number one on the bucket list slid down to three you'll probably see why in a sec right this second one you two are both going to hate it based on the feedback just then by me grouping three courses together um but i've <laughs> i've said this for a while and i think it's because I, I watched a no laying up video of them doing it um the thought of camping i hate it do not ever want to put me put me in a tent i think that looks awful camping but, is the worst the yeah, worst camping looks truly terrible no idea why anyone would ever want to do it but Getting an RV and doing a trip down the west coast of the United States and ticking off a lot of golf courses. Sure. <laughs> Sign me up. I can deal with that. Uh, modern, day, modern plumbing and a bed. Yep. I'm a bit more there. <laughs> I, I, I don't those disagree. Are the, those are the only conditions you're going to get Chris into like a non three or four star <laughs> hotel setup. Like, that's the only situation. Like, unless Chris can be like in like a air conditioned, four-star comfort with hope with room service and pools the other day on the tv it was um they were doing like reruns of glastonbury and i was watching it and i was just thinking who the fuck would want to sit in a field <laughs> have this thrown on them and just be a horrible horrible mess for three days or however long so i was like this is this is my worst nightmare i was like i love live music Okay, we, you know, Foo Fighters were some of the best, the best event I've ever seen for an evening, three hours, fantastic, looking great in a stadium. Yeah, where stay in a hotel, it's not worth yeah. it. <laughs> I just thought, who wants to stay in a tent and someone trip up? Oh no, just not me, just not for me at all. <laughs> well, the good news is you haven't got to worry, mate. We're not, we're not staying in a tent in my in my California trip. Uh, just a few of the golf courses that made my list of like potentials to play. Admittedly, you can't get on two of them. You have to know a member. So we're banking on making some friends somewhere along the line and, and hoping they get some. We're going to play Cypress Point, Riviera, Pasatiempo, Pebble Beach, Spyglass, Torrey Pines and Harding Park. Oh, my God, please. So if someone, if someone is a member at Cypress Point and Riviera, we can get on at the rest. We can't get on those two. Okay, if you, could, if you could just invite us, that'd be nice. Ben, this we trip don't... sounds incredible. I'm, you, you, I feel like you've bent the rules. Why? We said golf experiences. That's yeah, I know, I know, but I... <laughs> <laughs> oh, shut up! I'm hosting. I I set these bloody rules, mate. Don't you worry about me. And can Tim, we, I, can I, can I see Tim's face as well. Yeah. In there, just as an additional yeah. request, please. Yeah, and because Chris is anti, he ain't coming. So it's just oh, me. No, I'm obviously coming. This is no. great. <laughs> Sorry, mate. Actually, you can come as long as you sleep in a tent. How about well, that? Yeah, 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 yeah. I'll sleep in a tent. <laughs> nice. 
Uh, and then final one, bucket list for me is to see the Ryder Cup in Europe. Probably quite a, a somewhat okay. obvious one. But yeah, to see it in, I don't know whether I want to go mainland Europe. or I actually would be less sold on seeing it <clears throat> excuse me, in, the, in England. I would quite like, yeah, less. I would quite like to travel to either Scotland, Ireland, or or mainland Europe. Europe. Yeah. Well, let's go to the next one. Let's do it. I mean, next one's in Rome. After watching the golf lesson out, I was just like, I'm seeing the stand on the first tee. I was just like, oh my god. Long, long, long weekend in Rome in 2023. Oh, I do like Italy as well. This place. I'm 100% in. Sign me up. Right, guys. With that, we've clearly missed out a lot of stuff, but those make our bucket lists. So if you guys have any other suggestions that you think should definitely make our top five or our collective top 15, which are kind of more like 12, um, do give us a shout. Let us know your own kind of bucket list kind of trip experiences. Are you willing to allow me my eight course road trip? I think yes, Chris. Maybe, maybe not. Uh, just because Chris isn't coming, there's room for one of you. So one of you can come along if you're willing. I've seen someone on Instagram this week who's honestly, I would say, just living their best life right now. They've played Loch Lomond, Prestwick. Oh, where was the other course? Loch Lomond, by the way, just looks wonderful. <laughs> like, actually just looks wonderful. Yeah, I... I if we're doing that, I would need to do an Irish tour and a Scottish tour for sure. That's it. It's just trying to fit it into a week where you well, don't the, have to, I said, or, I said ten to or, or two weeks where you don't have to remortgage the house. That's that's sure. <laughs> that's quite but a big Maybe thing. I do remortgage the house. Maybe remortgaging the house is a plan for this. Maybe that's how this happens. Uh, ben, I said to you before the show, doing this activity, going through and going, right, where are the places that I really want to play? like before I die type things, what are the experiences that I want to do? My one worry, how on earth do I play this many courses? Like my list are like, if you could, people can see my list right now. Like I've just like yeah. scribbled hundreds of golf courses on this piece of paper. How do I get this all in before we die? Like, like <laughs> yeah. we're going to have to play a lot of golf courses like over the it course is, of each year. Really we need to start taking some of these off. Like we actually need to actually start saying, yeah. right, we're going to play two of these a year or whatever. And and just go do them. Uh, obviously, like UK, we can we can tick some of those off. Abroad, a bit more difficult, but yeah, we need to actually just commit to going and saying, yeah, we're going to play two of these each year or something. Yeah, I agree. For the amount of golf that we've played, I think I've. I mean, this is bragging. Maybe it isn't bragging. I've played like three of the UK's top one hundred of the yeah, world top one hundred. I've played absolutely big fat zero. So. Yes. It's, yeah shameful really considering how much we love the game talk about the game but hey we you know no you you can brag when we've got the top 100 plays like yeah 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 that's it playing three of the top 100 the uk is not absolutely not bragging yeah uh, how many have you two played oh uh, in the world top 100 no in the uk top 100 don't know. uh so I've, i imagine sunningdale old is in there which i've been lucky enough to get on there and play and the London Club Inter- uh, International is that on there? I'm not sure that is on there. Um, that, if that's on there, other than that, I am. I my top 100 is low. Yeah, so we, yeah. That's that's maybe that's something to start for this year. We'll we'll just slightly dip our toe in. We'll, we won't set our sights quite on California just yet, but let's we'll do the UK. Start taking a few of those off, and then yeah, and then creep up. Uh, right, chaps. 
belter of a show. Uh, anything more you want to add? No. No, no. No good. Guys, as always, we appreciate you tuning in. Um, please do let us know about your bucket list experiences, stuff that we should be looking to do. And um, any, actually, any UK top 100 golf courses you recommend us go and try, kind of, first of all, we are willing to travel a little bit, but ideally south of England, please. <laughs> would, would be great. Um, yeah, guys, thank you ever so much for your time. All of you guys, thank you for listening, and we will see you next week. Catch you later. Cheers. Thank you ever so much for tuning in. If you did love the show, please do help me and the boys out by telling all of your golf pals about us. And it would mean the world to us if you could drop us a quick rating and a review. The Slice of Golf podcast is brought to you by Sunday Red Golf, the golf club for absolutely everyone. To find out more about the club and how you can get involved in one of our events dotted across the UK, please visit sundayredgolf.co.uk. Today's episode is also brought to you by Tour Champ to create your own golf league between you and your friends to see once and for all who's the best golfer in your crew. Visit tourchamp.co. Thanks for listening.